No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to say something fancy. It's going to be like, you've stumbled down the Peter Rabbit hole. And it's like, no, it's so cheesy. No. All right. Anyway. Hello. Welcome. It's the Peter Rabbit hole, I guess. Where we'll spend 45 minutes discussing a seven minute story. Oh, yeah. I'm Katie. I'm Annika. Here we and are. That's us. all Uh, right this week we are reading uh the princess and the pony by kate beaton a canadian classic oh she's canadian she is canadian published in 2015 yes which makes it our newest book we have covered yes kate beaton is great she's super cool she's a cartoonist and uh i think i sent you a bunch of Oh, you sent me a bunch of comics. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Good. Mostly what happened was I went back to her webcomic, Hark of Vagrant, and just reread the entire archive because I hadn't in about six years. But did you come up with fun facts? I mean, I mostly got distracted. (laughs) Uh, Some fun facts about the pony are that the pony made his debut in, I think, about 2010, 2009 or 10. And he was in a number of comics before he was in this book, as you saw. And so he did things like was a mobster and worked for the king, question mark. Um, but he's mostly just a dumb fat pony who looks in different directions. Uh, he also appeared on the show Adventure Time. Well, that's quite the credit for our yeah. pony. Uh, they, ju- they, they, they cameoed him in because they were like, Look at this dumb pony. Let's see. Kate Beaton is from Cape Breton and she lives there now, which is on the eastern tip of Nova Scotia. So it's pretty much as, well, I guess Newfoundland goes further out, but it's it's pretty much pretty the far. edge of Canada. And she's won a lot of awards about both her books and her comics, more for her comics, I think, than her books. Her other children's book is called King Baby, and it's also great. And very popular. Yes. As in the parenting circles, you know about King Baby. Yeah, she's won a bunch of Harvey Awards and an Eisner Award, which are pretty big comics awards. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, and this was her first children's book, wasn't it? Yes. Do you have a synopsis? I have both the one that Amazon is trying to sell you and I wrote my own. Mm. Uh, would you enjoy the website synopsis or mine? Por que no los dos? All right, why not? <laughs> we can always edit it out if we're like, all right, we got it. It's about a pony and the princess. All right, <laughs> the website synopsis. Princess Pinecone knows exactly what she wants for her birthday this year. A big horse, a strong horse, a horse fit for a warrior princess. But when the day arrives, she doesn't quite get the horse of her dreams. From the artist behind the comic phenomenal Hark a Vagrant, The Princess and the Pony, a laugh out loud story of brave princesses, big surprises, and falling in love with one unforgettable little pony. I felt like that one was maybe a touch grand. It is a bit. <laughs> Just, it, it's like a whole, the story is one complete plot, but 
it's a it's a short one. <laughs> All right, so here is mine. Princess Pinecone, a warrior princess, wants a big, strong horse for her birthday. Okay, maybe I paraphrased the first one a bit too. Um, her parents tried, <laughs> but missed the mark, giving her the dopiest, roundest pony ever. Pinecone tries to train the pony to help her in battle, but when she shows up for the next battle, everyone is super distracted by how cute the pony is. They stop fighting and decide to all take a soft and cuddly day dressed in all of Princess Pinecone's spare sweaters. Ah, ah. I guess the Amazon synopsis didn't want to give away the twist. I, well, I think we're about to spend a whole lot of time giving away the twist, so it seems maybe. I mean, don't. that is the point of this podcast. So yes, yes. no, not a problem. <laughs> but that might be why the Amazon one sounds grand. So we've done a synopsis. Yes. And we're going to talk about the art style as well. Right. That's a thing that we should talk about now. Our art synopsis. Yes. It, it is a very modern children's mm-hmm. book. In the, and what I mean by that is the characters are a bit more cartoony, but like, it, because it gives them personality and there's yeah. lots of fun. It's also, I mean, she is a cartoonist, right? Like that's, that's the, the thing she produced for a long time before she made this book. Um, and this is a sort of, it's a, it's more refined than her webcomic art because those yes. tend to be really fast. And this obviously took longer to do, but like a lot of the characteristics are still very much like these are very capable faces, especially in some of the backgrounds. Her, her dress is green. Her shoes are pink. They are adorable, adorable little pink ballet slippers. I do but, love her shoes. God, so good. But there's also a lot of shading in there. So it's not yes. like, because sometimes some of the more modern kids illustration almost feels a bit lazy to me because it's mm. so quick and so flat. And th- there's a lot of, there's definitely some effort in time giving the pictures some depth. And then the you get into the warriors and they get a little bit more fancy detailed. I also love... Um, I love I love her hipster parents a lot. Oh my god, especially <laughs> dad. Okay, so dad yes. is looks like a Viking warrior. Yeah, with big old glasses, and like the braids in his beard should feel warrior esque, but they just make him look so like hipster. He's got such big hipster vibes. Yeah. Yes, and. It's very hard to like really nail down. Why? Yeah. And well, I think he might be wearing jeans. They with do his Viking skinny outfit. jeans. And his big frame glasses. Yeah, it's it's I think it's a lot of it's the glasses. And then her mom's outfit at least seems to be based maybe on Wonder Woman. Oh, I was thinking how Amazonian yes. vibe. So, I that. But yeah, no, no, no. I'm okay. definitely with you. Yeah. Um, and Princess Kinecone is, I mean, it doesn't come up in the plot at all, but she is mixed race. Yep. But I kind of like that that's not a thing. Yeah. It's just, here we are. Yeah. I, I do love that mostly I look at these pictures and I'm like, wow, her dad is pale. He's so, so pale. white. I think which is also part of the thing that makes him look so hipster is it doesn't look <laughs> like he actually spends much time outside, like yeah. fighting and more that we really like this aesthetic 
but maybe yeah. we work on the computer for our living. Yes. Oh, I would say one other thing for like our art synopsis oh. before we get into the weeds of it later on is it goes a little back and forth between being kind of very cartoon panel where it's just a character or two and a white background or like a little mm-hmm. bunch of grass underneath to a very fleshed out backgrounds on other pages. It's interesting. I don't know. It was definitely something I noticed about the page right, uh, book right away. Mm-hmm. that it wasn't one all the way through and she kind of jumped um, a bit back and forth between the two looks of that. Yeah, I think that that's a lot from the cartooning background because one of the things that she's been praised for, I know, is her is working timing into her comics, ah. which is a tricky thing to do when, like, you can see all the You see squares, it coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, when you read a lot of her comics, the timing is very important and evident and it often has to do with like busy 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 white square with a thing happening yeah it's a good way to like so I think focus exactly so I think that yeah I think that all of that stuff that she has done previously is evident here obviously because why wouldn't you use your previous knowledge (laughs) <laughs> why would you fight against all that training and success you have yeah uh she does i can't i have another fun fact please <laughs> she doesn't have no formal art or i mean she may have taken some art classes but she doesn't she has a university degree degree that is not in art you, it's like anthropology and something else oh so like whoa yeah like it's a it's it's a bachelor of art there's no fine in it no bfa no i think it's i'm pretty sure it's a ba but anyways yeah she's got not a particularly art training she just i think she started writing or she started drawing comments for her university newspaper and just sort of kept going nice Way way to stumble into a fulfilling career right uh now a uh, let's talk about the storyline of it. Yeah. So here's one thing that I realized reading through. I'm like, another way you could sum this up is a girl wants a pony for her birthday, gets one, and then is disappointed it's the wrong pony. What a brat. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> you got a pony to be, for your birthday. To be fair, she does seem to have been fairly clear previously and now about like she would like to be a warrior she would like to do and like to be fair she is obviously a small human right like she can't be more than eight i think the fact that her name is princess pinecone really sums it up for like we're so sweet and little sweet and small but like she wants to be a warrior and she keeps asking for warrior things and she keeps getting fuzzy sweaters and then she's like okay a horse we'll do a horse. I want the horse to be big. Look at this big horse. And like, I totally get that her parents are like, yes, we will get her a giant horse that will break her if she falls off of it. And also this cool mace. I can see being disappointed when you were like, yes, a large warrior horse. And instead you got that particular pony. I think we have all had times when you really asked for something for Christmas and your parents tried and failed and they're somehow worse than if they just got you the absolute wrong gift, if they just weren't listening. Yeah. But that time you're like, nope, 
not not that and it's oh yes to cry but no and it's so disappointing and then you see your parents like be both disappointed and maybe a little aggravated that you are not appreciative because I, I definitely have one or two of those times that I'm like nope nope and now I'm sad at a holiday gift giving so I feel I feel for Princess Pinecone in that moment yeah and like she tries to it, it says right here she tries to teach the pony how to be a real warrior horse but like Sometimes it's just not going to work out. Well, and she she definitely has her like little temper tantrum. I can't ride this too small. It's too round. To be fair, she brings up all very valid points. Right. I mean, look at it. It's a circle. Like, how are you? Because she does ride it later. But I'm like, how do you even get your legs around that thing? When I think mostly you're doing a terrible splits when you're pine cone sized. <laughs> And also, like, it is because of the circle is like, she's just going to fall off of it. Like, just literally roll off to one side. But, like I said, she's being very, like, we're going to run. We're going to, you know, do the training. Training montage. (laughs) Very much. I really enjoy, during her training two-page montage, there is a big warrior on a beautiful stallion doing his own essential training montage. I like that they fist bump. Yes, the um, the big warrior and the big horse who are having a great time in the background of Pinecone and the pony having a bad time. <laughs> I'm just not working out. Okay, so here's my question. She's a princess and the story yeah. says in a kingdom of warriors, the smallest warrior was Princess Pinecone. So ideally, her parents are yeah. warrior kings and queen king and queen i guess they're not multiple she seems to be in a tradition i household. mean you don't know i don't know <laughs> there, maybe that was the panel that didn't make it um <laughs> but yes why why will they not get her good things why maybe because she just is like everyone else at this warrior outfit seems to be an adult that is true but or at least like has gone through puberty. Right? Yeah. Like some of them might be teenagers, but not small teenagers. But here's the thing: if they really didn't want her to be a warrior, then, then they just wouldn't let her in. Right. Because they sent her into the melee of the warrior competition, which is truly just chaos. Yes. With a dumb round pony. And spitballs. I feel like if you were actually concerned for your child's well-being, a helmet seemed like a (laughs) good choice. Yeah, and then they're just like in the stands cheering for her. Like Like she might win. They seem like supportive parents. Is it just like their upper management and they like have forgotten what like working warriors on the ground, (laughs) like what the day is like? Maybe. It's, also, these this warrior ing. I'm not sure. I I guess maybe it's just like the chaos version of du- the WWE. Maybe it, like it doesn't. I, I it feels like it's just like we're all gonna be in a pit and 
hit each other and then someone will win because they're not unconscious. Yeah, I have wondered about that before. And it's just pure chaos in every sense of the word. And there she is on her round pony. And then this is, so she enters and Otto the Awful, the meanest warrior of all, charges right for her with a lead pipe. I mean, maybe it's a pool noodle, but yes. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe this is all LARPing. Maybe it's all just really (laughs) elaborate LARPing. (laughs) He's a full-grown Viking-built man. Dude, yeah. She is clearly an elementary schooler. Yes. And so he brings his pipe, and she's... sends a sweet little spitball at him and then he is stopped by the adorableness of the pony and I kept going what would have happened had he not stopped for the pony yes I also wondered this was he really going to clobber her with potentially lead pipe pipe or pool noodle either one seems rough for like a grown man attacking a small child it seems like her parents cheered Right. And this seems like it's not her first time going to a warrior. Yeah. Like, I feel like we would have had more buildup. But, like, she does warrioring competitions. Well, she wants to do warrioring. Has she ever warriored before? It doesn't say. But we also maybe don't make a big deal yeah. about it being her first. And then there's the training schedule. I love the training schedule. So in like the second yeah. week of Detroit, it's train scrimmage picnic brawl. Picnic brawl. So she has done some other. So, and then the star yeah. is supposedly the big event. So I don't know. There's kind of not being much of a sports ball person. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. When, when do they count? When do they not? <laughs> don't know. But it does feel like maybe her parents did not properly equip her like like maybe her being disappointed about the equipment she has received is not her being ungrateful right maybe it's a bit more realistic if like it's almost a comparison of if you were a little girl and you wanted to play hockey and your parents got you figure skates yeah in maybe we didn't necessarily mean to we didn't understand but again they are king and queen of a kingdom of warriors. Yeah, like this seems to be like the main attraction. Right. That you've signed your kid up for. Just here eating ice cream. <laughs> I, yeah, I do fries. love it. But maybe they knew. Maybe this is how you get to be to the top. Maybe they knew that really good battle includes distraction. Because with what you and I consider Perhaps. the worst gift to give your warrior, warrior child to keep them safe, it completely diffuses the entire situation. All of the warriors stop to stare True. at the pony. And then they all decide to wear cool sweaters. Is the pony possibly enchanted? Like, <laughs> this is the pony of peace? He, he like, I about to say gallops in. No, he like, Trumps waddles, <laughs> waddles. There we go. Waddles in 
and everything is peace and harmony. Because I would also put the pony seems to know what's up. When you look at the <laughs> pony's expression as everything happening, he's just like, he's smiling at Otto and smirking and like playing to the crowd. And then there's this great moment when she's talking to Otto and other people are hugging on him. And it seems almost as if he has a knowing smile. Like, yeah. Yes. But they they win. They win yep. most valuable warriors of the day. Mm-hmm. So her parents either super stealthily or completely by random gave her the perfect gift. Yeah. A mystery. Yeah. Perhaps and- it was mostly an excuse to draw warriors and sweaters it's a really good time the warriors and sweaters when and avery and i read this a lot oh and i feel Mm -hmm. like i should have mentioned the reason i have this book is because annika bought it for avery a long time ago and it's a favorite she avery always likes to stop and discuss the art on the two warrior pages Mm mm-hmm the first one being with all their cool stuff. And she's trying to guess which is the amulet, which is the shield. Right. Um, and then the second time when all of the warriors are in their comfy sweaters and we need to discuss what each sweater is. It feels like the thing on the sweaters is a really good match for the warriors wearing them. I mean, maybe it's just there because I want it to be there. But like the warrior with like the shaggy hair wearing the cat. You're just like, you do (laughs) seem like a cat guy. (laughs) Then the other thing Avery always really loves is that Mm -hmm. the pony farts at the end. Yes. We just ended on a good old fashioned fart joke. You gotta. With a pony like that. It's only trouble is... We read it at bedtime a lot. So we're looking to like calm it down. And then the last thing that happens is the pony parts. And maybe just bust out laughing. I have once or twice (laughs) tried to skip the last page and she knows. She knows there was a fart joke at the end and she will not be denied. She's too smart for your tricks. She is. Shall we talk in a little bit more about some of the art that goes through it? I think my favorite page is the is the rumble itself. Oh god. The battle, the battle of the disaster that is this battle. There is so much happening. Yes. I have read this book half a dozen times and it wasn't until this read that I'm like, is there an angry llama someone is writing? And like, why is there a man dressed as a teenage mutant ninja turtle? And also I, for a long time, thought someone was holding the cannon, but now I realize he's actually chewing on the cannon. And, like, is it Viking Batman? Wait, where? The the man, he's got the, it's the, the cannon is poofing out the guy in the green shirt and right next to him. Oh, yeah. I, that does have a it's very... possibly Viking Batman. Quite possibly. And then, like, the dude eating a hot dog I <laughs> and the man in the scuba gear the like, scuba what are gear. people doing i mean if it if there's a lot of spitballs seems legit i oh, don't really okay. want that touching me 
but <laughs> what I found is so in this in the description of page, the starting horn sounded and the battle and what a battle it was, there was dodgeballs and spitballs and hairballs and square balls. Okay. Mm-hmm. I find the hairballs. I can kind of imagine the spitballs. Yep. There's quite a few square balls everywhere. Yes. I don't see a single dodgeball. No, neither do I. I, I feel slightly I let see down. A tennis racket. Yep. See a tennis racket. Also, more potential pool noodles or yep. building of materials. Hard to say. Yeah. The color of these ones make me lean more towards pool noodle. They do come in a variety of colors. And then I lo- I really enjoy that the band is like super medieval in their dumb hats and like yes. the man with his small triangle. And on the other side is like super modern sports fans plus like parents. Wearing a ball cap, except and her yeah. parents who are keeping up the Viking-esque vibe. So love the variety of all the warriors um not just like in ethnicity but also in like there's like the words clothing there we go Mm -hmm. um is so diverse and different places and we have grabbed inspiration from different cultures and different time periods (laughs) and we're just yes and the ninja turtles and it's just there it's made it a really fun visual because sometimes when you do, I think sometimes kids books, when you need like an army or a lot of people, it's like, I drew these three guys, here they are. It's brown hair opposed to short, you know, it's long brown hair yeah. and short blonde hair. And, but this, each one is very much their own character. I do love the vagueness of the signs from the fans. <laughs> <laughs> a number one, a W for probably what? win warrior oh oh makes sense oh that does remind me of a fun detail on the on the previous page where it's clearly the sign-in that they're all coming to one gentleman standing in the foreground of the ticket things has a duffel bag that just says sport Sport. on it yep and these are always times i'm like "Ah, fellow arts nerd you're like yeah (laughs) the sports ball here you go they're doing a sport. That is also a very good page with the coach and the stretching, yes. the weightlifting. Um, and the fact that the pony is wearing quite the um, cape. It's a disguise. Is that like, <laughs> or just, you know. Or it's fancy, a warm up outfit. Yeah, fancy <laughs> training pony outfit. <laughs> Any Gotta keep of- those muscles warm. <laughs> I think I think he's can probably keep himself warm. He seems to be very well insulated. Well, Do you have any thoughts and feelings that the pony never gets a name? It never even occurred to me that it should, because in the comics it never does. It's always just the pony. I think the fact that it continues on that I just realized towards the end, I'm like, we're still just the pony. Yeah. But there's also something fabulously little girl-ish about, again, like, she girl asked for a pony for a birthday. It's just a pony. And I don't know. I like, I, there's also not, like, when are you going to fit in the naming of the pony? 
Maybe in the training montage. Oh, see, and I think... But, like, they don't really bond until after the thing. I feel like there it could have been a great moment for a stab at the... Not, like, a literal stab, but, like, you know, <laughs> literary stab. Moving on. <laughs> when yeah. she's talking about, like, I can't ride that, Princess Pony, it's too small, it's too round. And I'm just like, fine. Pinecone and Piggy you know winter <laughs> room just some you know some slight to the pony and it's naming but it's like the title is the princess and the pony it's just the pony it's just a pony and everyone seems... knows who you're talking about when you talk about the pony i mean there's a lot of horses in this book yeah but only one the pony i love that the lead into this of course the cover is the pony um the i don't know what do you what do you call the, this page the, uh uh i used to know i did shoot it's <laughs> and i'm talking about it um uh for those of us not following us marbled all, ones. Hmm? i've done the marbled end paper and paper. paper okay I was just about to say, for those of us not following along on Patreon to watch our video. <laughs> we are talking nice. about the end paper. Okay. So, of course, the beginning of it is all about, is all art of the pony. But the title page, because I know the name for that one, she's laying on the hill yeah. dreaming of majestic ponies. The dedication page, like a noble steed. And then we paint in the clouds. Oh, and then also like framed out in um, ivy. Oh, yeah. yeah like just, the, the laurel crown. Yeah. And then her beautiful hand-drawn pony. Yeah. And then, then we get to the pony and all those beautiful horses of her imagination just fade away. Yeah, it is a pretty good game. It's, it's a good, like, taking you into her headspace. I, um, oh, we talked a little bit about her room, which I think mm -hmm. really cracks me up because Kate Beeman has really balanced the, it's a kid's room. It's the most standard kid's room ever, except we're also in a castle of medieval -y times. Yes. And she's got, like, her crap on the floor, yes. but then wooden frame stone wall <laughs> i love all of her posters They're so, so good fun. it does make me wonder if maybe she's a little older though mm. where we were thinking clearly you know in the eight range because like uh, the terrible three which are the muscular ladies and smash punks which could be a period colored poster or modern day with the spikes <laughs> um, i do really love the smash punks poster th those feel like posters indicative of someone in possibly more their teens if not early teens but i don't know i have a hard time believing i mean she might be like 12 maybe tops yeah and it's the ballet shoes and the braided yeah. pigtails i think really i'm like no we're we're a kid yeah. Oh, I have one very specific question. 
um, on the mm -hmm. page after the melee and we everyone's hugging the pony. There is a gentleman on like one of the last pages here, right before she gets her sweaters. Um, the guy who was hugging the pony, what is happening with his mustache? <laughs> it is extremely hard to know. Because also part of one of this um, style is it's more cartoon. You very much see individual pencil lines of you yeah. know, texture. It's, it's the like inked lines and then like alcohol markers probably for right. most of the color, I think. His mustache goes, the lines go down from his nose to his mouth and then sideways. Then Yeah, then like up and curling on either side of it. And I like, just- Like he curled it down, but then some of the under hairs he styled out. It's almost yeah. like he had a Hitler mustache and then added like the beginning of a Western mustache the on the jet. Maybe if the pony's ear wasn't there, there'd be a split that would make it make more sense. I don't think it would. I mean, <laughs> it certainly helps indicate that he is smiling and really enjoying his pony cuddle, but man, is it going in some directions? Yes, it is a surprising mustache to be sure. <laughs> oh, and I, I guess that's another thing to say about the art is it's not overly precious. Like there's a couple times that like some hands and arms are drawn at some quite severe angles and yeah. it's all just part of the character of it. Yeah. Although there is at one point, oh, when they're all holding her up and every, all the warriors mm. have their hands up. I'm like, are a couple people have broken hands? But you know, <laughs> warriors make sense. Not everything is properly splinted when healing. Yep. You know, it's tricky sometimes. I hate drawing hands. So I'm like, it's the worst. Oh God. And like bending an arm. I feel like you, most costume designers love to throw at least one hand behind the back. Uh, yeah. Why just, would you draw two of those? You don't have to. What are your thoughts and feelings about the rhythm of the, the reading or the cadence of the story? Um, I feel like it's a not like it, it doesn't have a ton of rhythm. Here, here's my question. But did, it, you read, did you read it aloud or did you only read it in your head? I only read it in my head. Uh, I because, was sad. Bad, Annika. I found when I start reading it, and I think I do this every time, I want to read it a little too fast. Mm. And because it doesn't quite roll together that it's actually a story mm -hmm. that you kind of slow down a little bit and kind of enunciate more words than you're expecting there's also a lot of listing of three descriptors right which i think a lot of times in kids yes. books makes you want to go Mo uh, most warriors got fantastic birthday presents shields ambulance helmets with horns on them. yeah there's also a lot of alliteration which I was just remembering. Well, I'm like Princess Pinecone. And then there's like Carlos the Cruel and Otto yes. the Awful and Sally Smash. I do like Sally Smash a lot. Sally Smash is great. 
I assume you, she's the one with the green boots and the spikes on her shoulders. Like you gave the hairstyle with just a little bit of product. Yeah. Here I go. <laughs> Sally Smash cosplay. <laughs> there are a lot of fantastic cosplay options in this. One thing, just because we happen to be on the page with Sally Smash, um, mm -hmm. as we were um, going off on our tangent, I was like, the pages where she's done background, the longer you look at them, the more fun little details you see in them. Yes. Like there's just the guy selling hot dogs and he's got like yeah. knee socks on. <laughs> yeah. And I like the, the kid next to him who's like, number one. one. And he, you can just see, and the look on his face was like, I came for a fight. This is not <laughs> not a fight. Although Olive, every once in a while, her eyes get a little big. Because at this point, with mom eating the ice cream on the back page, she looks a little too much like a pony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a touch. Oh, one last just little fun thing. I um, wonder if she was sad by the end that she had given Otto the awful so many scales on his armor. I had noticed how detailed he is because he's got scales on the armor, yeah. furry um, shoulder. Epaulette stuff, yeah. I feel like epaulette is a little small of a word for the shoulder pad intensity he's got <laughs> yes. and then but his sleeves are also like ribbed and textured and yeah he shows up in a lot of pages a lot of pages I'd possibly Until he say, his sweater. yeah i'd possibly say the next of the parents he is the most drawn additional character God, I, he, how great does he look in his rainbow sweater though so good. He's so happy. So good. I'm amazed that the sweater that is for her fits him, but that's fine. I have thought about that a few times of how stretchy these sweaters are. Also, where do all of these sweaters come from? I know her parents, but like she's got a dozen cutesy sweaters. Does I she mean, get she one? She's a princess. Uh, okay. Okay. Fair point. So it's entirely possible that like, you know, once a month, here's a new sweater. Yeah. Which is good because now Sally Smash has put some pretty intense holes into that sweater with oh. her um, with her shoulder spikes. You know what? I didn't realize that was Sally Smash in the last page. I think her hair is not quite as floofy because she pulled a sweater yeah. on over top of it. Um, yeah. I enjoy that about half the warriors in the sweater are from the page of cool warriors with their yeah. cool battle gear. I do like the tiny lady with the fishnets. The other lady with the leaf skirt is possibly mm -hmm. my favorite. But yes, little lady with the bee sweater. And also this, this is where you comment that the sweaters are all for Princess Pinecone and she seems to be the only princess pinecone shaped human this sweater is too big on <laughs> yes. her i mean maybe they just maybe it's a case of chronically buying sweaters that she's going to grow into or maybe they're made by like an aunt or this is mom's hobby and maybe we're not so great at swatching and sizing beforehand 
I know, I know. Grandma got really used to knitting sweaters that are her dad's size. <laughs> and like, she just goes on, she's on, you know, autopilot and she just can't stop. The, the only person that sweater really doesn't fit is um, the big blonde guy wearing the purr cat sweater. Maybe um, it's just a crop sweater. You don't know. <laughs> and his it's is fashion, too. Katie. <laughs> that, well, I mean, yeah. Princess Pinecone is he's a pretty snazzy a dresser. He's also, he um he does have a a surprising torso to leg ratio. Yes. Man. Yeah, especially if you go to the first time you see him with the shield. He is all torso and some very, very little legs. Oh, oh. Moral or message of the book. Even dumb ponies can win. <laughs> yeah, okay. It could be a whole underdog. Embrace your strengths. Even big guys like to relax and be cute. Be cute. Or even if you think your birthday gift is crap, maybe it'll work (laughs) out. Maybe it's not. (laughs) Maybe it's just a whole cautionary tale for every kid that like, yeah, your parents are going to give you a crappy gift sometime. Just, just roll with it. Everyone will be jealous of it later. (laughs) Everybody will want the thing you thought was super dumb. Any, any last fun thoughts on the princess and the pony. I just like it. It's just a fun time. It is. And I I know a lot of like the type ups of it were like pushing like a non-classical girl and the thing. And we don't make a big deal of it. She just, she likes to be a yeah. warrior and she got a pony. I'm enjoying this whole new phase of not going stereotypes, what? but the entire book is not about bucking a stereotype and also that like a bunch of the lady warriors are like really beefy because and like not so pretty they a couple of them look real compared like mean. some some of them are are very pretty but like they yeah they're just like these are some people they're warriors look at all of them they all look kind of weird because the first panel of the warriors the ladies sure do have a lot of naked arms and naked legs. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to be a little grumpy about, of course, like, can a lady warrior not get some pants? But then when you get to the battle, yeah, the lady warriors are in all sorts of dress. And so it's not. Ju- and you yeah. also get some very naked gentlemen. <laughs> yes. So I think it's a good balance. Yeah. All right. So Annika, what are we reading next time? Next time, we are reading one of my very favorite books ever called The Little Mouse, The Red Ripe Strawberry, and The Big Hungry Bear by Don and Audrey Wood. And I have never read this one. So hopefully, I do not hate a book that you love from your childhood. And we have to end this podcast. hoping that it doesn't destroy our friendship. Oh, engagement. Engagement. uh, What do you think the moral of The Princess and the Pony is? Do you have any takeaways you want to share? Let us know on our Instagram. We have that now. Yes. I guess we would have to make it public, though. We sure would. We'll see about that. (laughs) 